I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I am reintroducing myself for uh, new listeners and uh, new followers, and maybe just a refresh for those who have been listening for a long time. I'm Heather Greco, and I am the founder of Chaos and Cookies, the business and also the podcast where you can find amazing guests, tips, tricks for a lot of things. But I am uh, reintroducing the show because I am going to begin focusing on the true reason why I created Chaos and Cookies. I've been uh, promoting my business in different ways. You've seen Instagram boot camps and and social media specialists, and you've seen uh, faster way to fat loss and health and wellness, and you've seen organization and you've seen uh, funny mom stuff, right? So a lot of different pivots and, and uh, subject matter. And so now uh, I can really, you know, lay into really what chaos and cookies is all about. And that is to create and teach sustainable systems for busy individuals, mainly moms that, uh, you can implement into your home, into your family, into your life to create a more sustainable and self-sufficient environment. I always say that you have to prepare for the worst hope for the best. And as busy moms, I'm trying to keep you from crumbling. That's my tagline. It's difficult to prepare for every situation. I feel like I'm very gifted in being able to look at every scenario and see the 16 million ways that it could go wrong, right, go down, whatever. And not everyone can do that. Uh, nor do they want to. And so I'm fine with sharing my thoughts and by no means will my uh, opinions work for everybody, but I will try and uh, teach as much as I can for different scenarios. And so I created the family playbook, the cast control system, the home edition. It's had lots and lots of names because I feel, well, many different things. One, it's, it can be an empowerment tool for those who have a lot of moving parts in their life, make excuses for things that are happening in their life or not happening. And I would like to present it as an empowerment tool in this way. And that is, it's very important as females, moms to 
really know what's going on and how to maneuver your daily household, your life, your job, your relationship. It's very important for us to have a really firm grasp on everything that's happening. And we get lazy sometimes, or we rely on our spouse or we rely on our partner, or we rely on whoever to do some stuff for us, which is completely okay. However, it is so important that we understand exactly what they are handling for us and know enough to be dangerous with it. Because if something were to happen to that person, or you have to fire that individual, or you have to divorce that person, you have to be able to keep it going, especially if you have kids or others that depend on you, because you can't just say, I don't know, like bills have to be paid. Food has to get put on the table. Life goes on and doesn't stop just because you decide that the person that's doing that thing isn't going to be that person anymore. And so I created this very extensive chaos control system. It's 181 pages. It's probably more pages now since I started it. And there's different sections. And before you could just buy it as one full thing. Now I'm um, offering it up as like different sections and you can take what you will. And it's a PDF where you can actually type in what you want and print it out instead of writing everything down and then reprinting it. Because I think it's just, you know, a lot of that stuff won't change. And then some things will. And who wants to buy a whole new planner just because a couple of pages change? Because maybe, you know, your kids' teachers change every year, school, whatever, maybe you move, those types of things. Um, But for your finances and for your car warranties and things like that, not a lot of things will change, at least within the next few years. And so it's a really great tool. And I'm actually using it now for myself. Coming off of a, a divorce, it was a lengthy one. It was a complicated one. It was tiresome. I learned a ton. I'm still learning. I depended on my ex-husband for all financial things. He took care of all the bills. He made the money. He had all the accounts. He made sure that the insurance was up to date. He dealt with all that stuff that wasn't in my wheelhouse. I didn't enjoy it. I trusted him to do it. But when it came time to part ways, that was very overwhelming for me to gather all the information, to make sure I wasn't missing anything, to make sure that I had all the proper information, finding out about some things that I didn't even know were in place, and then advocating for myself to be firm and in negotiating some things. I felt very surprised by some of the things overwhelmed. I'm out of practice. You know, I met my, my ex-husband when I was 22 years old, I'm going to be 38. I mean, 15 years I'm out of practice, nothing I can't learn. I just didn't do, didn't have to grew accustomed to it. And for a long time, when things were happening and, and seeing writing on the wall, that most likely this wasn't going to work out it held me back. Like a lot of the things that he handled held me back because I didn't have the confidence. I didn't 
have the capacity to learn them. At least that's what I thought. And I learned a lot. And so creating something like this and getting all the information and whether that's in a healthy marriage and not so great marriage, if you're by yourself, if, if you're a single person, you don't even have kids. It, it's something that you should have in case of an emergency. Uh, I have a friend, um, well, she, she and I became very close friends after she reached out to me after hearing a podcast episode about how you have to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And if something were to ever happen to your spouse. And when I talked about that, I was very vague. It was mainly like, if, if, if your spouse passes away, gets sick and can't help or stays in the hospital or divorce, whatever. I was very, very blanket statement. She reached out and said, man, I really wish I had something like this because last summer my husband had the widow maker. He survived, but he was in the hospital for quite a long time. And I ended up running my business, his business and our kids and our house, all the things. And I didn't have half of the information that I really could have used. And it took us a lot more stress and time to get things done when it would have been a lot easier just to have everything written down where I could either, either put like give his bookkeeper this information and have her run with it because I didn't have the time. Instead, she ended up having to do it all herself because she didn't have all the information or the confidence to, de- to, to delegate it out to someone to help her and handle. So I feel like whether you're collectively making this a thing for your home with your spouse, or maybe you're trying to prepare, uh, for life without a partner, whatever it is, it's very important to have all the information. And you know what, when you go through a divorce, you need every piece of information. I mean, accounts, debts, dates. Oh my gosh. The plethora of information that you need that I had to find is overwhelming. And if you have that, then it's very helpful. And now as I'm opening new accounts and transferring accounts into my name and paying my own bills and scheduling out payments, I can now fill them out correctly to my new schedule. Things like that, new contacts that I have to to, to learn, lenders for a mortgage that I'm going to have to take out when I move, things like that. It's, 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 it's a lot. And so having a tool and it's daunting, but it's necessary. And once I armed myself with the information that I needed from my ex-spouse, it then eliminated the excuse of I can't leave or I can't make a change because he does X. He handles X. Well, now I know what's handled. Now I know where everything is. So let's take that out of the equation. I'm now empowered to look past that and then make another decision. Like, okay, now that I have all this information, there's no more excuse on like, I can't. Okay. So now I have it. So now I need to go to the next step. And that's now like a personal thing where you, you evaluate your relationship, you evaluate your situation and the things that are happening and whether it's like, you know what, that's not the only reason why I was nervous. There's other reasons too, but I at least have that because when I 
do you go and make this next step? It's going to be hard. And if I can make it a little less difficult on myself and, uh, what GI just say? Knowledge is power. If I have the knowledge, it, it's very powerful mentally, physically, all the things. So I want to speak more about creating more systems in your home, adjusting your situation or your uh, regimented schedule and routine and making small changes to make more time for you or the business that you need to start or trying to create more one-on-one time with each of your kids. I have three of them. It's very important that I have individual time with all of them, but now working a full-time job, running my business, running my podcast, running my house, two dogs and three children, lot, a lot to do, not a, a lot of time in the day, unless I get creative and give myself some grace and know that I won't get everything done that I'm supposed to get done but putting systems in place that will ensure that they will get done in a timely manner where I don't keep pushing them down the list and keep putting them off and then getting down on myself. For instance, recently I downloaded this app and it is called, I'm going to give you the name as I pull up my phone, Rise Sleep. I am determined to become a morning person. (laughs) And if you follow me on social media, you follow me on this show and you listen to this often, I am not a morning person, never have been, even in school. I can get up early and go if I have to be somewhere. There's something I need to do. Sure shit, I'm gonna be up and I am going to be there on time. Do I like it? No. I could also do it off of two hours of sleep, to be honest. Not ideal, but I feel better when I work out in the mornings. And I know for a fact that I will not work out past 11 and even 11 is kind of a stretch. I liked working out pre pandemic when I took the kids to school, came home, worked out. Or when I actually joined a gym, I went straight from school to the gym and did what I needed to do. And then went home. Like I didn't get distracted for when I did come home, get tied up doing something on my phone. I went straight to the gym, which I'm considering. I might just need to go do that. I do work out in my house. I like working out in my house, but I can do the same workouts there. And it just helps me get it done. Um, however, I've noticed that when I do get up in the morning before the kids go to school and I get my workout in, or at least my lifting or my hit workout, whatever it is that I'm going to do that day before I go to school, I'm less irritable. My endorphins are pumping. I got it out of the way. I know I can come home and then like dive into work or dive into whatever I need to do or go for my run um, before it gets sweltering hot outside and because I don't have a treadmill anymore. Um, so I'm not as snippy and, and um, with my kids. I'm like I said, not a morning person. So I get auditorily stimulated where too much noise is too much noise. Like I'm one of those people that can't talk on the phone and uh, listen to the radio. I turn the radio down so I can talk on the phone. Sometimes you kind of, I don't know if you've ever heard it or you've ever experienced it where it's like, turn down the radio. I can't think, right? Like I can't, or I can't see, turn it down. Right. It's, it just gets all, um, overstimulated. And so, um, I've noticed that I'm not 
like that with them as, as often I have more patience with them in the morning. I can uh, help them get them breakfast and, you know, get it going. And I'm not rushing out the door, um, and, and, you know, snapping at them all or ordering them around. And so I'm determined to get up early and, uh, get my workouts in. Uh, I did it twice this week. So, and I've, I've noticed that on this app, it'll tell me like my peaks and my valleys, right. Of, uh, energy. I earn more energy. Uh, when I do work out, it kind of gives me a little ding and it says like, you just earned 15 more minutes of energy. Um, and then it'll give me my melatonin window on when I really need to concentrate on going to bed. And I've been following this for a few days now it's on point. It like when I start to get real sleepy, I'm like, man, I could really go to bed right now. I need to listen. And it actually says that's your window go. And it's on my calendar. And it's very interesting to see that it's dead on with like, you're going to find an energy slump and you're going to have like, might want to go take a nap. I'm like, yeah, I'm exhausted. And then it's like, you're about to get a surge and this is going to be your productive time. And man, it's right. So I'm sticking with it. I will keep you posted on how that goes, but my message to you is it's like finding ways and tools to make the changes that you want might not look like everybody else's way. Like this app might not be for you. It's something I'm trying. Um, it's okay. Your perfect way isn't going to be someone else's perfect way. And their perfect way is not going to be your perfect. And so empowering yourself with the ways that you can do things that work for you, that work for your family that is what's important. And I'm hoping that I can be a great resource for you going forward with a really clear message, a really clear mission to know exactly why I am doing my podcast, why I show up every day on social media and teach what I do. Again, I'm not perfect. I know it works for me. Not every time. It doesn't work all the time. Uh, this app could be a complete failure in two weeks and I'm still groggy and struggling to get out of bed to take them to school. Like I will let you know, but all in all, it's very important to me to reintroduce chaos and cookies in the way that it was made. I created this business with intention to make my own way, to not be dependent on my husband and finances and not have to hear my money, my rules. I want to be in charge of my own destiny. And unfortunately that doesn't involve him as my spouse anymore. And it's sad, but it's the best thing to do. I feel so much better being able to make those decisions with a sound mind and a sound plan. And when I first brought this to you, I kind of skirted around the reason why I made it. You know, I, I created it to give me some income to also have a platform to share what I was doing. It was lighter. There will be some more heavier stuff that I'm going to talk about, which I think is necessary. And 
I've been asked by a lot of people that have heard me on other podcasts that have found me on social, that have read uh, the articles in the magazines that have come out, um, the book that I just contributed to. I've been asked, and when I have personal conversations before I go on these podcast interviews or before I bring someone on, we, you know, just chat for a second, get, get a good feel. There's so many people that uh, either relate or uh, are interested and have asked me to, to share more and, and to really, uh, you know, come out with it. So I, I'm working towards it. Okay. It's a timing thing. Uh, I have to protect my family and uh, make sure that I'm doing it in the best way. But I think it's very important to understand that uh, this platform, this business is to not just show off how great I am about making systems and doing everything. Okay. That is not it. I've had to do that. It's a survival mode for me. That is just the way that I made things work. And that's how I survived day to day, uh, in life. And, uh, it works very well. Maybe you are experiencing it now and are looking for, uh, support or, uh, affirmation, confirmation, whatever it is that this, uh, episode does for you, please let me know. Uh, but I was helping with health and wellness and teaching that that's, I, I stopped working in the legal industry after I had my, uh, third baby. And after my, my back surgery, it was too much to juggle. I didn't feel comfortable where I was in, in just not bringing in my own income. I like working. I like bringing in my own money. I don't like to ask for money or feel like I can't do something because it wasn't something I made, whether I was married or not is just something for me. And I lasted just a few months after, and I had to ride it on compete out if I wanted to change careers or change companies anyway. And when I found health and wellness, my backgrounds in exercise science and sports studies, it's what my degree is in. I played sports my entire life into college and then I learned a lot about it, um, rehab and things when I went through my surgeries. And so I was able to get healthy and also teach, uh, it's the fast way of fat loss. It actually saved my spine. I've still, I need to be better about it. I was pretty regimented about it pre pandemic and, uh, it's harder now by myself and to budget and to make sure that I'm doing all the things, but it's a work in progress. But I noticed that when I was talking to clients and, and women and men, that they were trying to find the time to fit in this new program. That's when this need kind of was like, I feel like I should create another company based off of that. And I am not the owner of fast rate fat loss. I am not in control. And so what they decide to do with their business and their programs. I have to follow if I'm going to continue to teach it and coach it and be a part of it. And if she decides, let's say sell it. That happened in the last two companies that I worked for, they sold, they were acquired. I didn't have any control and I either went with them or I left. And so I just, just prepared, not saying that they're still, they're great. I mean, I'm, I support them. I'm still a part of their community. She still is killing it and owning it, 
But if there was ever, if there's a change that's made in the program that I don't like, I was like, well, all of my eggs are in this basket. I'm, I'm, I got my, my wagon is hitched to that one. Right. And so I just wanted to have my options. And so freed me up and then creating this system and this manual for my house was a way for me to create a standard operating procedure for when I needed to bring more help in or bring in a stranger. When uh, the dynamic of, of my marriage and the environment in which we were living in was very difficult to keep an outside person, which like a nanny or a sitter. And so turnover was high or it was one of those things where if they weren't working out, it was fear of like, I don't want to bring in someone new. So I'm stuck with this person. That's not really a great fit for my family. So there's a lot of different pieces there, but when you bring someone in new to your home, first, it's an adjustment for the kids. It's an adjustment for me. It's an adjustment for my spouse. It's an adjustment for them. They have to be a good fit. We have to be a good fit. And I was tired of retraining someone and, or depending on the person leaving to train the new person coming in, uh, because of bandwidth. And also, cause it's just the way that things were happening. And I like to keep consistency much better just to have it written down. It's much easier to teach and say, here's like, here's all the information you need, take it home, read it, learn it, all that, you know, here's all the, the numbers that you need to go put into your phone instead of me sitting here and going over each one or saying, Oh, I forgot to give you that. Here are all the forms you need to fill out to become a, uh, an approved person to pick up my children at school all the things like having all of that ready to go. Even if I have someone that's working for me now, I still have it prepared because things change with them. School schedules, life changes. They could move. I had someone move on me after a month and she felt terrible, but it is what it is. And so just having it there, hopefully you don't have to use it, but it's there. If you do, it's one of those things. And so there's this, this is going to come into a lot of different pieces on why I have it and why I think it's so important and, uh, you know, hopefully get one into everyone's home, you know, cause it's a tool that honestly, that's not out there. I went out and looked for resources and, um, try to create this thing. And I just, there was nothing out there. And so I created it out of scratch and mold a bunch of different ideas together. And I'm still creating, uh, things that are missing. For instance, um, on an episode a while back, I talked about uh, a list I put together because it's not, there's nothing out there for divorced parents and, and things that are easy and quick to use. So when I was exploring, you know, when I'm doing the swap with, with their dad and there's things going to his house and then not coming back to mine, not that big of a deal in most situations. Cause you can either just like meet up and go grab it or pick it up or wait till the next time, but they're so young and it's so tumultuous and not very civil that it's very difficult to go there. And, and there's also some, some, some boundaries that, that, that can't be breached, um, legal purposes. And so I was like, 
so tired of my nanny who has to go pick them up or drop them off or whatever the case may be having to go through the bag and noticing that there wasn't something there. And then her texting me and saying, Hey, Zach's X, Y, Z is still there. Like, should I ask him to go back and get it? And I'd be like, yes. Or we'd be one day she wasn't available to pick up and I'm not able to, I had to send um, my backup sitter to go pick them up. She has no idea what was sent. So she's leaving with the bag and she didn't even check the bag. She wouldn't even know what to be, was supposed to be in there. Come to find out the bag is empty and we need the uniforms for swim team for the next time. And we have swim team before they, he gets them back and it's all the things. So she has to turn around and go back. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's exhausting. Even talk about, I know I talk very fast. So I was like, there's gotta be a better way. So I created a checklist because I couldn't find one. Uh, on things that are going with them and things to be returned. And I don't even have to depend on him to do it. I can give it to my oldest and give it to my, all of them are learning, like can read my five-year-old's learning. They can go and look and see like, okay, I need to pack this, 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 and this. And then when they get into the car, they can be like, okay, just before we leave, do we have all these things? Or she could like, my nanny could go and look at all the things and make sure they're all there. And also know like, oh, she sent this with them, but this doesn't need to come back. It's not on the list to be returned. And then on the back is a blank portion for him to fill out. If they're taking something that they really want from his house to mine, but he really would like it to be returned, then he can put it to be returned. So then the next time they go over there, we can make sure it's packed. And if I'm not there, because maybe it's something he wrote to me in an email and I didn't communicate that to my nanny and I'm not around when she's packing the bag, whatever the case may be it is there. It is a communication resource and a tool for everyone to be more prepared. It is not to handhold. It was no, by no means like trying to manage anybody. It was just trying to offer, um, you know, a resource and reference to help things be less chaotic really. So those are the types of things that I'm learning and will share and I strongly encourage anyone that has a better and or another option to please email me, to please make a comment, find me on social something. Cause I am interested in just making, um, this easier for people. I, divorce is difficult. I don't want to make CNC all about it, but at the same time, it's a pivot. It's evolving. It's my life. I've been very open and honest as much as I can be, uh, with the situation and no one talks about it because they think it's so taboo or it's so shameful. I mean, there's a reason why divorce rates are over 50%. I mean, I'm my ex's second wife. So, I mean, it happens, um, no shame in it. And whether you, you know, no one really knows unless you've gone through a divorce, what a divorce feels like. You can be close to one, you can see one, but unless you really have experienced it with all the other messy stuff that comes with it, you really don't know. Just like being a mom, like you really don't know what it's like to be a mom until you're a mom. Like you think, you know, but you just don't, you think, you know, it's going to be like when you're going through all that you don't, and you learn and you share and you learn from others. So Hopefully that's what this is going to be for you and the listeners or share this podcast with whomever you think will uh, be helpful. Um, I contributed a, a chapter 
to a no problem parenting book. And uh, it's about the three C's, three time saving hacks for every parent. And you've heard me talk about them before, but uh, there's a really great uh, collection of authors in that book and it's 20 different people and they offer up so many, so much information. So I'm going to say that this episode is sponsored by the no problem parent book. And you can, uh, go and grab that on Amazon. You can go grab that on Kindle, uh, hard copies are available and digital. And I strongly recommend going and check it out. Uh, it's my first, uh, book publication. I've been published in magazines before and I've published magazines, but, um, and then I'm going to be working on my own book in um, sometime. But anyway, uh, that's all I've got for you for this episode. Uh, stay tuned for more solos. Stay tuned for more special spinoffs that are going to be happening on. There's some apps called Fireside. And then I was just invited over to another one called Wisdom. And they gave me like this really high badge over there. It's almost like the equivalent to the, the check mark that you get on social. Um, and, uh, keep up there's new stuff coming. I encourage you to follow me on social media at chaos and cookies. That's where all this stuff is going to be held It's not going to be on my personal one. I anymore for those that are still interested in social media and marketing and sales tips, I will be still sharing all of those things, but I will be sharing them more over on the Heather Greco, uh, uh, Instagram account. And yes, I am changing my name from Stenker to Greco. So if you get confused that now, you know why. So I hope you have a lovely, lovely day, evening, morning, whatever time you are listening to this, please share rate review, uh, the podcast. I love to hear from you guys. If there are guests that you think would be, uh, beneficial for me to talk to, please refer them. I love it. And, uh, I will catch you on the next episode of the chaos and cookies podcast, keeping moms from crumbling. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with follow the crumbs, to the Facebook group, or visit the chaos and cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of chaos and cookies.